When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the Sydney Roosters, they just keep on keeping on, don't they? Um, it would take me too long, actually, to go through the number of players that they have out. In fact, they've probably got about a 13-man roster that isn't playing. But still, they are forging on and still alive in the 2021 NRL Premiership. They take on Manly on Friday in Mackay for the right to play South Sydney. And then, maybe, a highly unlikely, one would have thought, grand final appearance. But anything seems possible with this Roosters uh, team this year. And regardless of the outcome, I think it can be seen as a success, win, lose or draw against Manly on Friday. The man joining us on the line now might have a different opinion on that because I'm sure that he thinks uh, his team can march on um, further and play South Sydney in the prelim. I'm talking to Silky. He's uh, one half of, I think, Silky and Bush of Roosters Radio. Thanks for joining us, mate, on Higher Ground. How are you doing? G'day, Chris. Very good, mate. Thanks for having us back on. Mate, always a pleasure. Uh, where's Bushki tonight? What he, what's he up to? Well, Bush would probably be just tucking into his second dessert, mate, about, round about now. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, probably a creme brulee or something like yeah, that. Yeah, nice, nice. Now, <laughs> Sam Verrills, um, this story has dominated the headlines today and yesterday. Um, can the Roosters have any more rotten luck this season? Look, very disappointed with the ruling, uh, particularly with Junior Paulo getting off. I, I mean, I try to take the, the red, white and blue glasses off, mate. So mm. I'm probably the wrong one to, to be looking at it. At, at the time, I thought maybe maybe get a week, but I thought possibly getting it downgraded was an opportunity or a chance at least, but not to be. But I, I think the bigger question is just the consistency, don't you think? Or lack thereof, yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> There have been so many instances this year, um, and quite a few of them, actually, Silky, have involved Roosters players, actually, but where there has been inconsistency um, with with how things are graded uh, and with what the sanctions are that have, that have been handed out. A lot of people, mate, uh, and you can uh, you know, have your red, white and blue on now because you are talking <laughs> to us as a, as a Roosters fan, so um, no need to yeah. be um, terribly impartial about this, but when you do compare the incident to Junior Paulo's, I mean, if anything, I thought Paulo's looked a bit worse. But anyway. Um, uh, I agree. And, and I did note your uh, your colleague, Vossi, blew up today, Deluxe 2, uh, in relation to the yeah. to how it's all going uh, up there at NOL headquarters and the bunker and everything else. But uh, look, who, who knows what's going to happen at the end of the year? Hopefully they have a look at it and mm. tidy it a bit up. But I think the thing frustrating from a fan's point of view too is when the you know Mr. Annesley comes out each week and kind of backs his referees when they when they've clearly made errors in judgment. But look, I mean, it's fish and chip paper now, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, it is for sure. Um, okay, how do you? I mean, you've got to move on. You've got to get rid of it, dust it off, and and, and keep carrying on. How do they adjust the team? Would do you think Lamb will go to Hooker or um, I Marshke? Yeah, I think they'll start with Marshke just for that uh, bit, bit, keep it a bit tighter in the in the round the middle. Uh, Marshy is a hooker, so uh, you know, and he's quite a good defender. He's a bigger body as well, um, so I'd say they start with him. Uh, and I'll be interested to see whether Robbo 
does start with Sam Walker or sticks with uh, Young Lamb at, at half. I think that'll be interesting. Mm. Well, that was my next my next question, Silky. Um, does Verrills being out maybe leave the door open for Sam Walker to play more significant uh, minutes rather this weekend? Do you think that was probably always the plan anyway? What did he get against the Titans? Only about 10 minutes, I would have thought, and, and saved the day. Yeah, look... I actually think he will, Chris. I think Robbo's just been giving him a rest. Mm. Uh, we, we saw, like last weekend, he, he's ready for the big moments at, at a young age. So, mate, just throw him in there. Throw him in the deep end. He's playing against one of the best number sevens in, in the comp in, in Daly Cherry Evans. So, you know, I think he'll be up for the occasion. So, who knows what Coach Robinson will do. He's always good for throwing a kind of curveball at us. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts. Mm. I'm talking to Silky from uh, Roosters Radio, by the way, if you are just tuning in. And uh, welcome to uh, Higher Ground. The Chooks take on the Seagulls on Friday. The winner of that match goes on to play South Sydney. The loser bows out for the season. Silky, win or lose on, on Friday. Um, surely this season has to be viewed as a, a successful one, purely because of the hardship along the way. Oh, without a doubt. Um we spoke with James Tedesco about that on the podcast this week, and we've spoken to, you know, Nick Politis a couple of weeks ago, and, and Coach Robinson a couple of weeks prior to that. And I think everyone's in agreement. Even if you're not a Roosters fan, you've got to kind of tip your hat to the way that they've been able to stay in the competition. You know, we're playing semi-finals football, albeit with a depleted side. And uh, like the fact that we're still there is a is a credit to the club, and, and in particular to the coach. Mm. All right, how do you beat Manly? Uh, what are the plans? What do you need to do? You take a bit of a leaf out of really Melbourne Storm's easy. book. I think they will, but, mate, I think we've got to worry about ourselves. Our completion rates have been terrible mm. uh, all year. We completed 63% against the Titans, and we know how that ended up. We, we were lucky to get the cash there. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if, uh, you know, they don't try and replicate a little bit of what Melbourne did. I did note in that game just the way that Melbourne were quite... Um, you know, they were attacking in their defence, if that makes sense. They were just racing up into the line, getting in their faces early and kind of unsettling the manly pack and, and, and their outside back. So uh, hopefully we can do the same thing there on Friday night. But really, uh, from a Roosters point of view, we have to hold the football. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no Takayaho. That's, that's another really big blow, big isn't mess. it, with that calf? Yeah. He's been good, hasn't he? Yeah. He has, mate. We're, look, we've got... I mean, I think last time we spoke, we talked about this, but we're blooding some, some great young talent. Mm. And, I mean, it just brings an opportunity for another one of these young blokes to, to you know, have a taste of semi-final football, albeit a year or two early. But, you know, we, we've we've met these young players like Egan Butcher and Nafahu White. And, uh, mm. you know, there's another young kid that's had a few starts this year as well. Ben Thomas is another one. I mean, we've I think we've blooded nine, nine new players this year. So, uh, look... You know, when one when one falls over, there's another one ready to put his hand up and take his place. Mm. Uh, yeah, Ben Thomas. That's an interesting story. That I, I I was pretty sure it was, but no, I'm he's he's the nephew of one of my best mates, uh, Tomo, who I went to uh, Paramatamaras Brothers with, and um, his uh, his dad Badger. He was with Paramatamaras Brothers for many many years and uh, moved up to the Central Coast. Really nice family, the Thomas family. So uh, there you go, there you go. Um, yeah. Now, what else was I going to ask you? So, Taukiaho out, that, that's obviously a, a blow. You, um, Victor Radley, though, made his comeback last week, wasn't it? 
uh, and hardly missed a beat, but he'll be much improved, I think, for the run because he was out for a few weeks. Mate, you saw what he does in attack, the way that he can just make those big hits, and it just, you know, it it just lifts the team. Mm. We got Hargraves back as well, um, which is going to help us up front. Obviously, uh, he had a couple of weeks off with that, probably with that knee injury. But, I mean, Victor's, Victor plays like a 5'8". Like, he plays like a... He plays a lot of pace, uh, and it gives us options. I think you've a little bit of Hutchison in the past couple of weeks. He's no slouch either. I've loved watching him play. He does a lot of stuff off the ball, directing traffic and, and putting people in position. So, mate, we're, we're up for this match. Don't worry about that. I mean, I mean, if I was, I was a betting man, I probably wouldn't be back in the Roosters, but... I definitely think we're, we're, we're definitely in it. And, uh, you know, at semi-final football, anything can happen. Oh, absolutely. I think it'll be a great contest. I really do. I think it'll be a real ding-dong battle between uh, between you two. And, you know, I know you flogged them earlier in the year, but that team, Manly, you can't oh, really yeah, compare different. them to now. But I think we're all looking forward to, uh, to seeing uh, Teddy up against Turbo. That would uh, sell tickets alone. Now, oh, so, yeah, you uh, you had a good chat, um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, with your chairman, Nick Politis, and that was on... Roosters Radio, and some of that chat actually made quite a few headlines and a bit of fallout from it. I haven't listened to that interview, but I might just play a little bit of it now. And this was uh, Nick uh, talking, I believe, about uh, rule changes. You know, you can't keep watching your team losing by 30, 40, 50, 60 points week after week. That's the thing I'm I'm always uh, arguing with the NRL in that we need to go back to the game we had and we had for 100-odd years. Right now, we can all predict next year's outcome. You know, the same three or four or five clubs will be at the top. There won't be a change because, you know, most of the clubs just haven't got those attacking players. There's not enough of those players to, to go around and have all 16 clubs competitive with the new rules. Well, there is uh, Roosters chairman Nick Politis talking to uh, you boys um, on uh, Roosters Radio. And, you know, he makes, he makes a fair point. Like, the blowout scores, we, we've never seen anything quite like it. And I think we all know, don't we, that it, it is a result of the, the host or the suite of new rules brought into the game. I think it was um, too many too soon. What are your thoughts, Silky, on the rules? Look, I think, I think Nick brings up some, some very valid points. Like, if I'm a Tigers fan, you know... Look, use them as the example. He's absolutely right. Um, I mean, I think you've had a couple of years on, on me, Chris, but we grew up in the era of 6-4, you know, probably 7-6s and so on and so forth. So mm. I think he's absolutely right that the, the, the defensive battles have gone out of the game. In fact, the last one I remember, I think, was 2013. I think Roos is at a 6-4 against Manly, believe it or not. But yeah. those tight games where, def- and where defence is paramount, they're great games. You know, you remember those ones. There wouldn't be rule changes. I agree with what you just said there. We have brought in too many too quickly. Um, you know, and there was talk even in the last round there was going to be a new rule change. So that interview, went on to say, you're just so, dropping um, out a bit there, Silky. I don't know if you've just fallen down a, a sorry, well. No, I've moved. You, you haven't no, moved. <laughs> An interview. He, he, he was quite funny. He said, uh, uh, "Yeah, if the NRL ruled soccer. You know, soccer's been going for a few hundred years, and they've had probably a half a dozen rule changes." I, I think he mm. raised a valid point. It seems every season, um, going back to the rule book and making and making you know subtle changes and, and differences and so on and so forth. 
Mm. So uh, I kind of agree with Nick in that in what he said there. Mm. Uh, Re low score lines. I was at the SCG one uh, one grand final day, nineteen eighty six four two. 4-2 was that score, wasn't it? Yeah, Parramatta and... Uh, and you still remember it, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I remember further back then. Actually, when I was just before leaving to come into the studio tonight, there was, and it's actually, it's playing right now. And Mick Cronin's just having a shot there. Uh, Dragons and Eels, 1977. I would have been seven years of age. I was a mad Parramatta fan. My brother, mad Dragons fan. And we were sitting at the, uh, the Paddington end of the SCG, uh, banging the fence as you do. And uh, yeah. nine all, nine all was the score, and they had to come back and have the replay. I think it was on the Tuesday replay, night. Yeah. I don't think I was allowed to go, obviously, because of school and and all that. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I probably am a bit older, a bit older than you, right, mate? You um, you had a good chat with James Tedesco, I believe, and that was released today. Um, anything spicy you can give us and 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 tempt and tempt and tease our listeners to go and li- have a listen to it? Look. We don't speak to Teddy very much. Like we've only had him on uh, the one time this year, which you know, coincidentally was. I think what I took away from the he talked, talked about leadership, talked about what it's like captaining the team. Obviously, he's been getting some good advice from Boyd Cordner, of course, who's part of the the team up in the bubble. But I think the the big takeaway for me is he talked about preparation and his mental health, which we never talk much about in rugby league. He uh, you know highlighted the. He, Struggled mentally, uh, probably when he was coming back from injuries and stuff like that. He mm. speaks to counsel and, and you know speaks freely about it now and some of the breathing techniques that he goes through. So something a little bit alternative, I'd, I'd say for his him, but something I learned about James Tedesco anyway. So mm. something about getting into that. All right, Silky, we'll leave it there, mate. It, it is a, a really poor line now. It's sort of dropping out. But um, I'll just tease that again. You can find that uh, that chat at Roosters Radio with James Tedesco talking about mental health and a whole lot of other things. Um, I guess you can find that wherever you find uh, your very best podcast. Good luck, mate. I hope uh, I hope for Roosters' sake you can, you can at least come away with your heads held high, whether that's a win, lose, or draw on Friday. Who knows? But thanks for joining us, mate, and uh, say good day to Bush. Thank you. Thank you, mate. There he is, good fella. Uh, Silky, one uh, one half, I believe, of Roosters Radio. And um, he's, uh, he's a friend of the show, friend of the program, and we'll uh, hopefully chat again to him in the weeks to come. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren.